Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Joined now by the outstanding Neil Kulong. Sir, welcome. Great to have you back. It's great to be here as always. Thanks for having me. You just caught me in a sip of water, but uh, we're good to go. All right. Uh, and, and really great recovery on using the word water instead of the reality. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, Sunday night for you? What was that like watching that? Uh, honestly, um, here's what happened. I wrote off the idea that there was anything to even talk about as far as uh, the, the Steelers not going to the playoffs. Um, I, I tweeted that they qualified for the playoffs. I talked about who they were playing. It was a matter of when they'd play them. Uh, when it came out that um, it, it would be the, the Sunday night primetime game uh, against the Chiefs, I said that I didn't acknowledge the idea that there was a tie. And I fell asleep. And I woke up, I'm not kidding you, 34 seconds on the clock in overtime with Vegas having the ball. And I shouted out a couple expletives and kind of woke myself up. I was like, there's no way this is happening. That's as close to a tie as you can possibly get. And that wasn't a, a chip shot field goal either. <laughs> no. And it required a 10-yard run yeah. against a run defense yep. with the game on the line. That had, it, honestly, it, it, I, don't, I didn't see what the, the, uh, what the percentage, what the chances would have been of a tie versus a win versus a loss for, for Vegas in that situation. But I'll bet it was high 80s percent that that game was going to get tied. I mean, it, it's, it, it should have happened. That's the weirdest thing about it because I went to sleep thinking there was no way in the world. And I woke up with the idea in mind that now that I'm seeing this, there's no way they're not going to tie. So it's like I was wrong on both accounts. And what was once down is now up. And what was hot was cold. I don't know. I just know that the, the least likely Steelers team, maybe that we've seen in the last 25 years, it, is in the playoffs. And I don't know whether they deserve to be or not. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it, the whole season is just completely crazy. I'm sorry you were asleep because Staley put on a coaching show for, for the ages. <laughs> went back over that. And oh, I, my goodness. You know, it, it, it's kind of like, you don't poke the bear, you know, it's, it's, I guess the thing more than anything is it's not as if he changed the personnel that he put on the field. I mean, he, what he said was uh, we wanted to get a more, you know, run defensive unit in there. Why weren't they in there before? You think they weren't going to run on second first and second down? They were absolutely going to run. You knew that. So to take them off and then I to know. lose the play on top of I it, know. and it's... you had stopped the clock you de- it, 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 to, to, to some extent. I think Las Vegas can say they're, you know, we're going to posture now after the fact. Sure. I don't think anyone was planning on. It. I think Vegas wanted to run the clock. I don't think there's much of a point in in Staley either calling timeout or letting him or, or going for a chance or, to win the game or going That's coming down to a field goal or going forward on fourth down at his own eighteen yard down, line. Yeah, it's like, it's just sit there. Like, I want to ask you something, Neil. Think about the games that have been played this year. Which games have been won? Because the analytics were on their side. Yeah, I, you know that's that's kind of the thing that we're getting to. Um, I mean, at the same I mean, time, I, though, it's, okay. it's cyclical. Uh, I real okay. Games happen. Co- decisions have to be made. I want I, 
somebody who does this and wants to look into it should look into it and say which games were won because the coach because analytics swung it their way. What I would say is this: Why do you feel the 500 points they'll have at the end of the season, allegedly doing it your way, is better than the 497 points doing it the other way? Why is the aggregate? How does that matter so much in football? Baseball, I get it because you score one run at a time. Yep. You play a lot more games. Mm-hmm. It's closer. Yep. Football. Thirty-six. Chiefs beat the Steelers last time they played a couple weeks ago, thirty-six to ten. Whatever they did in that game, that added points um, from a, 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 the decisions that they made. That you can say this, you know, will will add on point three points over the course of the season. Whatever that is. Why do those points matter? They only need eleven of them to win. You know that that's. I don't understand how to reconcile the the concepts that they come up with to say that this increases your win probability um, over time. If you do this consistently over time, these decisions, the results, the plays, though, are not you know heavily slanted your way. Um, it basically, yes, if you convert every two point conversion that you try, you're going to score more points than if you just kick it. Honestly, I thought but he, the reality is I thought you're he was, not going to. I thought he was going to go for two in the last one. I thought, I mean, okay, yeah, might as well go for it now. Fair. And I thought, and, Here's then, the thing. and then he kicked. I'm like, really? <laughs> More than anything, the issue comes down to this. These, these plays are in a vacuum. They are not applied uh, over the long haul. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way in football. Football is a play-to-play, fluid, dynamic machine. Okay? I understand that you have a better chance to win the game if you convert the two-point conversion. But the two-point conversion, you have a 53% chance of making it. Mm-hmm. That's what the numbers are doing. The numbers are not telling you to go for it. The numbers are telling you what the probability of you winning the game is based on the results. You still have to line up and, and play the game. Yep. So if you have, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back to this. I remember talking to you because my boss was in town and I was at his hotel when we did our spot back then in 2016 after the, the Steelers Cowboys game, when the Steelers went for it four or five times on sec, on for a, a two point conversion and they missed all of them mm-hmm. and they lost the game by three points. Yep. That isn't to say all of those were bad decisions and that they were all linked because they weren't They're right. They're taken in the moment for what they're worth, but in the aggregate, they lost the game by never kicking an extra point and going for it, uh, going for two mm-hmm. every time. Right. So if they got it the 10 times prior to that, you might have picked up another win because of that, but now you're one and one because of it. So that the situation is, is pretty much the same. Why don't you just kick it and you right. can put the pressure on the other team to have to do the mental gymnastics to figure all that out. That's just one perspective. I feel what it comes down to ultimately is matchups because yes. for me, Every if time. I'm in 2016, I've got Ben Roethlisberger on the field, Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yep. I've got a great offensive line. I can come up with ways to get two yards. Okay. Yep. I'm going to bet on that. I don't care. The analytics are going to say, you know, that if you score more points, you should win the game. And obviously I get that. I have a better than average chance of converting that consistently. That's why I'm going to do it. But that's because of my guys on the field. It has nothing to do with the numbers. Okay? <laughs> You'd be it's, amazed it's what talent means. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that gets lost in all this. We need to stop acting as if coaches 
are plugging controllers into a game console and moving everything around. That's yeah. just not how it works. And I don't understand why people think that it is. You're not playing Madden. Okay. The, the decisions that you're making are not based on whether you can do it or not. It's, it's giving you information based on the results. So John Harbaugh, for example, that's another good one right now. And I've gotten into big arguments with, with coaches and data people on this. I, for me, I can understand why he would do that because I the do rubber too. The road. Tyler yep. Huntley is your quarterback. Yep. Do you want to go into overtime in Lambeau nope. against Aaron Rodgers? I agree. Or do you want to end the game right now with Aaron Rodgers not on the field? That's right. I'm probably taking that chance. Right. I if agree. If I'm against the Steelers, that defense, you know, goal line, red zone, maybe, maybe not. I, I might question that one a little bit more. But the concept is still the same thing. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley is your quarterback. Okay. I know that that seems wrong considering he's the one that has to make that play, but. I'll take Tyler Huntley in two yards versus Tyler Huntley needing 80 yards in mm-hmm. overtime. That's right. And I you don't agree. know why I think that? Because we just saw it in the second game. That's exactly why he went for it. Right. They didn't do anything. Pittsburgh didn't do much. Baltimore didn't do anything. Right. And it, it, it's, it's not like that's an accident. I don't care what the numbers say. You know what you have on the field. Baltimore was, was inexplicably afraid to run the ball after dominating the Steelers in, yep. in the third quarter of that game inexplicably stopped running the ball and they put a lot of it into their pass game. They have one receiver who I would even want on my team with the exception of Rashad Bateman. They have one receiver on that team that I would ever throw the ball to Mark Andrews. Yep. Hollywood Brown had an opportunity to probably seal the game for the Ravens. Didn't. What does he do? He catches it like he's five foot nine, 180 pounds. He doesn't shield the, the roving free safety who's coming at him with mm-hmm. a full head of steam. Mm-hmm. He doesn't protect the ball. Nope. He's a bum. That, that, that's exa- you don't win with guys like that, and that's exactly why. Yeah. Plays like that have to be made. The Ravens don't have any of them. But you do have the ability in two yards to come up with something fancy that can misdirect the team for just enough time to be able to get the job done. And they had it, except for the, Lamar missed the throw. I said Huntley earlier, and I apologize. Right. Lamar missed the throw. And that I, I can see why they did it. I also understand why, in, in retrospect, it doesn't look like it's a very smart idea. But that, to me, both of those decisions were personnel-based decisions and not analytical ones. So I, I think there's a difference. With Staley, who's made no bones of the fact that he's going to go for it more often than not, mm-hmm. I could understand why you would do that as well. You've got one of the best quarterbacks in the game. You've yeah. got a great inside receiver with great feet and great hands. You have a dynamic running back. There are reasons you should feel confident in getting mm-hmm. two yards. Yep. Okay? I get that. Not but, your own 18. <laughs> but for yeah, two yeah. points, Sometimes yes. Sometimes you kind of have to play the game that, that's you know in front of you and not the game that's back on the Excel spreadsheet. And Maybe that cost them. I don't know. To be honest with you, they, they shouldn't have been in that position. Um, the, the, the Chargers are, are better than the Raiders and the Steelers. They really shouldn't be in the position where they had to win or tie to advance yeah. the playoffs. They, they should have been able to do that on their own. Um, Staley's a young coach. I think it's a young team that, that they're they're going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think I think the Raiders and the Steelers both get bounced in, in epic fashion this weekend. Right. So it doesn't really yeah. matter in the grand scheme. But it's fun now. But the huge, the huge problem they have is they lost to Houston. I mean, that's why they were in the position yeah. they were in. Yeah. Um, all right, so the matchup with Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> Ingram, of course, goes over to Kansas City. That allowed Chris Jones to play more inside where he is a force. It seems to have changed the Kansas City defense 
Now what kind of cause, what problem does that cause for the Steelers' offense? What I get in watching uh, Mel Ingram play with the Chiefs is he's doing exactly what he was doing in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, same argument I'd make. It allows Cam Hayward to, to kind of stay on one side. It allows a, a breath for T.J. Watt and or Alex Highsmith. And they had a, a, a rotation of three of them, including the, the defensive player of the year, um, Ingram would have done more in Pittsburgh, in my opinion, than he's doing in Kansas City. But to uh, your point, you're exactly right. Chris Jones is, is more of the setup for them. Chris Jones is one of the probably 10 best defensive players in the game, maybe five. Mm-hmm. Um, getting him comfortable where he can wreak havoc and having another guy outside of him that can make plays like he did against Denver. I don't know if you saw that or not, but that yep. was insane. Yes. Um, my God, <laughs> you don't see many games flip the way that did. All of a sudden, Ingram is on top of Locke in the backfield. Ball pops out yep. after he hits Gordon. Gone. It's like, oh, man, Denver won this game. It's over now, though. Um, it, it, all of that said, Ingram is uh, hes a playmaker. He's not an aggregate stat guy. He's somebody that can make one, two, maybe even three highlight plays a game. And even if he doesn't make everything else – it seems to me that the Chief Spagnolo has, has done enough to set him up where they can use him. That if you pay too much attention to Jones, you got one guy coming and he's coming off the edge. He's big and fast. We've talked about this all year. He's a guy that can play inside and out and do it from the stand-up position. So in a lot of ways, I think he is very much like um, Cam Hayward, very much like Chris Jones, uh, but smaller. You know, He's got 30 less pounds than those guys do, 40 probably. Uh, he's got quickness, though, that allows him to be able to maneuver outside. So you can use him in the A-gap. You can put him outside of the edge as well, depending on what you want to do defensively. That allows your stalwart players to, to be in position to do what they do. And if that's something the defense is focusing on for obvious reasons, you're going to get a good mismatch. And that, that's what Ingram now brings to them. And the Chiefs, more than anything, weren't getting those plays out of their front seven, and now they are. So for me, more than anything, I just think about what, what could have been uh, if that situation, you know, kind of worked itself out the way that it really should have, because I'm not sure what Melvin Ingram signed on thinking. Um, they gave you $4 million on a one-year deal. There's a second-year player that they obviously want to play. They want to get these guys rest, though. And considering the amount of times that Watt was injured and considering the amount of snaps the Steelers gave something called Taco Charlton, something called Derek Tuska, something called, I don't even remember the other guy's name, <laughs> Ingram would have played plenty. So I don't want to hear I wasn't playing from him. That, that's, that's garbage. That, it's, a, that's a complete lie. He wanted to get with a winning team that was probably in a better position than Pittsburgh was, or he wanted to set himself up uh, for an extension uh, after the season because he only signed a one-year deal. He had planned from the beginning to try to get traded if he was not starting, and that, that's exactly how it ended up working out. Well, we're about to find out. Whether he's right. All right. (laughs) We're about to find out on Sunday night whether he's right. Neil, always a pleasure. That was fascinating conversation, but I'm not surprised. Thanks. Definitely. Thanks for having me.